It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 in overtime to the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal wins this series four games to two and punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993. And to help us break this one down, not just this game, but the series, we head back to Montreal, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I mean, I know the emotions are raw right now, but you got to give credit to the Montreal Canadiens for coming into this series, executing their game plan, and taking it to the Golden Knights. I think it's fitting that the game-winning goal, Ryan, goes to that line, Lekkanen, Deno, and Gallagher. I felt like a broken record sometimes pointing out through the first six games, <laughs> right, yeah. including yeah. Uh, all of tonight, that that line had zero points. Not no goals, no points for Lekkanen, Deno, and Gallagher. You fill out your lineup card night after night. I keep putting them on the top line on my card, and it's because they get top-line minutes. Deno takes top-line face-offs, and they are a top line shutdown unit right the fact that the knights did not score more frequently in this series i think is due in large part to that group of lekin and deno and gallagher i don't know how many uh top lines you'd put them ahead of for the teams that qualified in the stanley cup playoffs this year but look at what they've done uh, <laughs> they might not have scored a bunch but they have shut down the toronto maple leafs winnipeg jets and now the vegas golden knights and again you put in that work you're committed to the message that the coaching staff has put before you and talk about the ultimate reward. Lekkinen from Deneau and Gallagher for the overtime winner in game six to clinch the first third round series win, the first ticket to the Stanley Cup final since 93. You know, Dan, it's so hard right now for, for Golden Knights fans because you look at the big picture, right? It's three final fours in the first four seasons, but this one feels like another season, another opportunity that just kind of gets away. And as uh, engineer extraordinaire Bruce Devine has just pointed out to me, you could be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. <laughs> it's been 54 years, right? I mean, you know, Montreal, we're talking about 1993. That's so long ago. Well, no Canadian franchise has won it more recently. You had a, a few teams that got there in the early 2000s. I mentioned Vancouver. Edmonton got there, Calgary got there. Like, you had a few teams that got there, but nobody has won it since 93. The Canadians before that won it in 86. Uh, their dominance when they got to the Cup Final 10 years in a row, the entire decade of the 50s, they got there. Uh, <laughs> but you could be the Toronto Maple Leafs, who always have to look across to the neighboring province and see that Montreal not only has all those Cup banners, but that here in 2021, they knocked them out in the seven-game series, and that drought continues despite having been heavily favored. So uh, it's it's part of being a sports fan. I could uh, refer to my own uh, childhood and growing up as a fan of uh, the New York Jets, 50 years and counting for that football team. Uh, a lot of seasons where they weren't even close, 1-15, and 3-13. And, you know, that's, uh, that's how we all grow up rooting for our favorite teams, and only a select few are fortunate to be fans of the New York Yankees, which I am not, by the way. Uh, or someone <laughs> rooting for the Canadians who grew up in those glory eras, uh, talk about the 50s, 60s, and, and so on and so on. I mean, Gary Lawless, just as uh, we were settling it into the booth today, he looked up at the banners and sees 73, 76, 77, 78, 79. He's like, yeah, I was, I was a fan. I was a kid. I was watching all those championships. So, like, yeah, must have been nice. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> the, 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 it's part about being a fan, I, and it's the old Dr. Seuss line, right? You're, just uh, happy that you were there um, as opposed to um, being sad that it's over. And uh, it's another season over. Only one team gets to hoist the Stanley Cup end of the season. That Vegas made it into the Final Four, Ryan. It's, uh, it's an achievement to be celebrated. Coming up short is regrettable, disappointing, no doubt about that. But uh, at the same time, you can look and see just how hard it is uh, to get to this point. Knights have been in the Final Four in three of their first four seasons. And you ask the Seattle Kraken fans who will be coming into the league next year with mm -hmm. Dave Haxtall named the head coach today. You uh, you ask the Seattle fans if they would take three Final Fours in their first, uh, first four seasons. I bet you a huge percentage would say yes. 
Yeah, 100%, Dan. Hey, listen, this season, it's been fantastic. It doesn't end the way that anybody wanted it to, but you've been great. It's been fantastic working with you, Dan, and we will talk to you next year. Well, uh, thank you, Ryan. It's very kind of you to say it, it has been uh, just a, a great pleasure for us to broadcast the games. Uh, Gary and me here in the booth and you back in the studio or in T-Mobile Arena, the different places you've been. It's been great to have you as an anchor of our broadcast, the Insider Show with Darren Millard and, and the pregame show, which is now an hour long, I might add, extra work for you, plus <laughs> the intermissions and, and the wonderful postgame show and the extended postgame show. I tell you, one of the uh, the fun things for me has been after the games, whether in the car or on an airplane someplace, uh, flipping on the uh, the mobile device and listening to uh, you guide us through the postgame show and hearing the Golden Knights fans call in. It's It really brings a smile to my face hearing the, the people that call in, sharing their thoughts, and it's more and more. It, it's it's like the whole postgame show is just a call-in show, which is wonderful. Uh, so uh, congratulations to you on a, on a terrific season. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dan. It's my pleasure. We are back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall to the Montreal Canadiens 3-2 in overtime and 4-2 in the series. The Canadiens head to the Stanley Cup final. The Golden Knights season is over. Let's head back to Montreal, bring in Mark Stone and William Carlson as they address the media after tonight's game. Go to Justin Emerson. William, we've heard guys say that when they get closer, it just kind of builds that drive. You guys have been in the semifinals now, three out of the last four years. Just how badly do you guys want to get back, and, and how much does this one hurt right now? Say that again. Sorry, I kind of. I want to win. Yeah, I mean, that's what we play for. Um, you know, that's what drives you every day. That's, you know, why you work out hard in the summers and, um, you know, why the, you know, every game, every day is, is worth it, uh, the grind. So I know this whole group really wants to win. And yeah. We'll go to Nick Kotsavika. Go ahead, Nick. Mark, can you hear me? Yeah. I know you don't want to make excuses, but were you playing hurt? Did that limit you at all? No. Got time for one more for these guys. If anybody else would like to ask one. Join. Thanks very much, guys. That was Mark Stone and William Carlson as they address the media after tonight's game. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And you just heard Nick Kotsanika ask Mark Stone, was he playing hurt? Mark Stone emphatically said no. So to our understanding, right, to, to the best of our knowledge, the Golden Knights entered this game tonight healthy. All roster decisions were made because you had a fully healthy roster. And the, the Golden Knights in this game, again, there were pockets within the game where I feel like Vegas played very well. They were generating some looks uh, in, in ways they didn't do the last few games. But, you know, you leave yourself this desperation situation, this do-or-die game, and there isn't much room for mistakes. You know, and... and for the Golden Knights in a series that essentially was won and lost on which team made fewer mistakes inside of a game, inside of a period, inside of the series, you, you just can't leave yourself that little real estate in terms of when you can and can't make mistakes. And for the Golden Knights, uh, this is one of those losses where, you know, it, it's going to stick with you. Uh, I think it, the loss last year in the bubble against Dallas – that's a loss that sticks with you just in terms of 
trying to figure out what needs to happen the next time you're in that situation. And I feel like this series was different than Dallas. I do. I, I look at the Dallas series, and the Golden Knights were able to generate a ton of shots. They were able to really throw things on net, spend a lot of time in the offensive zone. Uh, this one's similar in terms of mistakes were capitalized on by both Dallas and Montreal. But, you know, the, the bottom line is the Golden Knights, when they're in this position next time, and if there's one thing I can say, as we know with sports, there's no guarantee of a next time, but you just hope that there will be. And I think when the Golden Knights are in this position next time, you're going to have to come with and you're going to have to find something else in terms of offensive production. As much as we've talked about Carey Price throughout the playoffs and as much as we've talked about Carey Price within this series, uh, there haven't been a ton of saves where you remember back and say, that is Carey Price absolutely stealing a game, stealing a moment, stealing a series. But the save in overtime on Max Pacioretty, because you think of the storyline, right, of that play coming in overtime, Max Pacioretty, an opportunity to end it and force Game 7, and Carey Price right there, square, equal to the task, makes the save, and then seconds later, Montreal is able to come down, score the game-winning, series-winning goal. I mean, those are moments you live for, and those are moments that, you know, Carey Price came up with in this series, and it might not have been Carey Price standing on his head for an entire game, but in those key moments when you needed a save, Carey Price was there. Let's head back to Montreal, bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. I was wondering if you could just talk about now that it's over and, and there's there's not that motivational you know talk or, or experience you got to go forward now. Can, is, it, is it maybe safe to say that grueling seven-game series with Minnesota and then then beating the best team in the league, Colorado, and all, did, did it mentally take something out of this team perhaps? I don't know. It's, it, it's a good question. Um, you know, it shouldn't. Uh, you know, it, it definitely wasn't an easy road or, you know, it's quite a gauntlet to get through to get to here. But, you know, when you get to this point, you, the teams that, that win find another level. They don't uh, sag. So, um, you know, we, we didn't uh, find another level. And, uh, and they did, you know, they... I thought they were uh, opportunistic. They owned the key moments of the series. Uh, you know, when they got a chance, they stuck it in the net. When when they needed a big save, they got a big save. They won the overtime battles. Um, they won the special teams battle. So, you know, if if you're losing those areas of the uh, the game, you're you're putting yourself in a tough spot. Go to Ben Goat. Hey Ben. Hi, Pete. You just mentioned the special teams battle. I guess, what did you see on the power play this series? What was, I guess, missing um, through the last, you know, handful of games this postseason? Yeah, I just didn't play with any confidence. Um, you know, I mean, you saw the same thing we did. If we if we knew what was wrong, we would we would have fixed it. Uh, that's obviously something that uh, that has to get fixed. You need your power play this time of year and your penalty kill. Uh, you know, special teams are huge. So, um, you know, it was disappointing. Go to Mark Spector. Hey, Mark. Hey, Pete. Um, Montreal really, they, they talk about them playing a playoff system. I mean, they were sort of, they weren't as good in the regular season as they were in the playoffs. They've got the, the tools that the game kind of came to them. Is that fair? Are they, the way they're built with four big D and that goalie, uh, is that sort of the way of, you know, the best way to build playoff teams? Is it a good system, good setup? Yeah, you know, you have to give them credit. I thought they played a, a heck of a series, um, you know, starting with their goalie. He was, he was good every every single night. I don't, I don't think he had an off night. Um, I think, um, I think when you're, uh, concentrating on defending and then you have the ability to counter punch with with guys that don't need multiple looks to stick a puck in the net um, you know you're a very dangerous team and I think they, they've thrived on that you know they defended against Toronto counter punched at the right moments with with big goals same thing against Winnipeg 
you know, and that was the story here. You know, they, they concentrated on defending and shutting our guys down. And when uh, when a puck went the other way on Caulfield's stick or Suzuki's stick or, you know, they got contributions from all their lines, uh, you know, they, they stuck them in the net. And, um, you know, that's playoff hockey here, you know, we uh, we did the same thing I felt to Colorado, um, and the tables got turned on us here. We'll go to Justin Emerson. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete, we just talked to Mark Stone. He was pretty critical of himself. I'm curious how much weight and responsibility you put on the captain. Well, I'm not surprised. He, he's he's uh, he's taking that on himself, but that that's not a load he uh, he needs to carry, and definitely not alone. Um, you know, I think, you know, for me, our group, uh, I thought we, uh, we took a step from a year ago when we got to this point. Uh, I thought we were better. We were better during the regular season. We were better during the playoffs uh, uh, against two really tough teams in Minnesota and Colorado, but we still, we still uh, fell off at the wrong time. So, you know, there's another door we've got to, find a way to barge through at this time of year and um, I think everybody's got to look in the mirror obviously coaches included go ahead Graney Ed. hey Pete um, kind of staying with that door barging through it seems like the last few years the script didn't change on kind of the system you you didn't get past it and I know it's raw right now but is this is this the fact that two teams outplayed you is this do you think there's a personnel issue here that has to be looked at like why do you think back-to-back -back years kind of the same issues cropped up well, I, you know what? I don't, I don't know if they're exactly the same issues. I, I thought, you know, I thought a year ago uh, with our group, we wouldn't get through the Minnesota series uh, like we did this year. You know, that, that was a, a tough uh, team that defended the inside, that didn't give you a lot of room. And, and we found a way this year where a year ago, I'm not confident we would have. So I thought we took a step there. You know, had, had a hell of a series against the best team in the league in Colorado. Um, but couldn't do it, you know, couldn't do it two times against a team that, that was playing that way. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think everything's on the table. You got, we got to look at everything. We've got to look at, uh, you know, what we can do different from a coaching perspective. We've got to look at our personnel. Um, I think everything's on the table. We'll take a couple more for the coach. We'll go to David Shane. Hey, David. Hi, Pete. Kind of all with that is the one goal games, uh, three and five this year. Is that just something that this team has to learn how to get better at and win, you know, those close games in the playoffs? <clears throat> what do you mean three and five? Or, or, oh, it, like in this the record oh, Overall okay. in the playoffs, three and five and one goal games. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I don't think it was an issue during the regular season. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's moments. It comes down to moments. I mean, you know, I, I thought we had the best look of the night, maybe Max Pacioretty in overtime. That if that gets stuck in the net, you know, uh, maybe it's a different series. We're leading game three of this series uh, with under two minutes to go. You know, find a way. It's it's moments that you've got to you've got to uh, seize. Our last question will be from Lindsey Brown. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Pete. You mentioned looking at everything in terms of a coaching standpoint, just to loop back to the power play. Um, was it ever a consideration to maybe uh, move to a different setup, or is it more about the trust in the system and the structure that got you there and seeing if it can uh, come through for you in the clutch? Well, I think we look at everything. I know we moved personnel around. We, we shuffled the deck with uh, with people and, and units. Uh, you know, nothing seemed to take. Um, you know, I I don't have an answer for you. It was it was a frustrating piece of our game in a in a uh, a playoff in a season where you know big pieces of our game were really good. Thanks very much, Coach. Thank that concludes the availability. DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today, it's AAA Insurance postgame show, 3-2 to two the final, the month. The Montreal Canadiens defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime and take the series four games to two. Montreal advances to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. The first period for Vegas, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't really the start that they were looking for. Alex Petrangelo takes a roughing penalty. Alec Martinez has his stick break on a clearing attempt, and Shea Weber would capitalize, putting Montreal up one nothing. Here's Martinez in his own end. He gave it away. Weber, a point shot, he scores! Power play goal. Canadians 1, Golden Knights 0, with six minutes to go in the first. Shea Weber, unassisted power play goal at 14.06 of the first period to make it 1-0 Montreal. However, just 48 seconds later, Riley Smith would respond, scoring his first of the series. Carlson and Smith to it for the Knights. Slides out high, Theodore shoots, tipped in! Side of the goal, Riley Smith was there, and Vegas ties it one and one. Riley Smith, scoreless in his last nine games, gets the goal on the tip, Vegas answers right back. Riley Smith from Shea, uh, Shea Theodore and William Carlson, 14-54 the first period to tie the game at one. We'd head to the second period, and for the majority of the start of the second period, I thought Vegas was generating some good quality zone time. However, Cole Caulfield would make a play in the neutral zone, get around Braden McNabb, and beat Robin Leonard high glove. Will in front of his own bench, tried to dump it in, went off the skate. Montreal has it once more. Lead pass right side, Caulfield through. He shoots and scores! What a shot from Cole Caulfield. He bursts through the right circle, goes crossbar and in. Top shelf on Leonard, 2-1 to one Canadians. Cole Caulfield from Joel Edmondson and Jeff Petrie at 9.36 of the second period to make it 2-1 to one Montreal. We'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights looking to win the period, and Alec Martinez would get the equalizer just one minute in. Here's Carlson out high in the slot. Petrangelo shoots. Glove save Price. Rebound score! Price could not secure it. Vegas has tied the game. Alec Martinez poked it through the legs. Alec Martinez from Alex Petrangelo and William Carlson, one minute, eight seconds into the third period to tie the game at two. And then later on in the period, as the Canadians would press for offense, Robin Leonard would come up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Forward pass to Foley, works around the D to Foley, shooting, glove, stop! And the puck went behind Leonard, just barely. He did get it covered. He made the initial save on a dipsy do by Toffoli to work around the defense. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. To overtime, we would go. The Golden Knights would get a great look to end the game, but Carey Price would come up with a big save on Max Pacioretty. Then on the next shift, Arturi Lekanen would send the Canadians to the Stanley Cup final. Leading his man down the middle, Dan Oates to the left, the shot, they score! Montreal wins! Stanley Cup bound in 2021! 3-2 Canadians! Lekkonen from Philip Deneau and Brendan Gallagher, 1 minute 39 seconds into overtime. 3-2 Montreal, the game, 4-2 Montreal, the series the Canadians on their way to the Stanley Cup final. The Golden Knights fall just short for the second consecutive season. We are back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. AAA insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall in overtime 3-2 to the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens win this series four games to two and head to the Stanley Cup final. 
the Golden Knights, their season is over. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. Pre-game, I talked about the importance of the first goal of the game. After it gets to the second period, tied up one-to-one, I talked, I talked about the importance of that next goal. And for this game, the Golden Knights just couldn't get that next goal. They couldn't find themselves with a lead, and Montreal is incredibly comfortable in a game that's even or a game in which they are up. And as you heard from Pete DeBoer, they owned the key moments in this series. And you can look at this game tonight. You can look at all the previous games up until this point. That is an honest and accurate assessment of what happened through six games here between these two clubs. The Montreal Canadiens, when they needed a play, when they needed something to break in their favor, they went out and they took advantage of it. And for the Golden Knights, there were opportunities. They just didn't capitalize. They just didn't find that next play, that key moment. And it was just a little bit short for the Golden Knights again. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights season comes to an end tonight. The Montreal Canadiens win the game 3-2 in overtime. Arturi Lekkinen, the overtime winner. We are live here from Bailiwick inside the Orleans Casino, and we want to hear from you tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We can go in any direction you want to get into. For the Golden Knights, it's once again a season that ends in the equivalent of the conference final, the final four. For the Golden Knights, an an organization that started... Four seasons ago, they're in the Final Four three times. And there's no consolation prizes in sports. I'm fully aware of that. I understand that. I do. However, because this team has been so good, because they have found ways to continue to improve, All that that has done is raise the expectations and raise the level of what we deem to be success and falling short of that. And for the Golden Knights tonight, I know it feels like falling short. I know it's not easy to kind of pull yourself back and look at things from a different perspective. And there's reason for that. And a lot of it is because of the expectations that have been placed on this franchise because they keep on winning 702-876-1340 it's your time let's hear from you tonight let's head out to the phone lines bring in stephanie stephanie how you doing i'm okay how are you i'm doing all right you know i mean it's disappointing as always to lose and be eliminated but looking back at this year having sports in general and having the night has been a huge high spot you know being stuck at home and dealing with quarantines and all of that so you know, even though we didn't make it all the way to the finals or get the cup this year, I think that the Knights have still brought a lot of joy to a lot of people, and that's including the entire organization, you, Darren, Chapman, um, Dan, and Gary, or, uh, all of you guys are great to listen to. It's great to just have something to talk to and feel like a community with still, even being, you know, so separated from everything. So in the end, it stinks, and I think a lot of it was just, Our play was not good, and they were able to do to us exactly what we did to Colorado. But, you know, I'm going to look at it and and know that being able to even have this season just brought a lot of joy to my life and I'm sure a lot of other people. So, you know, thanks to the Knights, thanks to 
you guys, and there's always next. Hey, Stephanie, thank you for that call. It's, it's always refreshing in these moments to kind of take a, a step back, right, and think about the, the past 18 months, what they've looked like, what it's meant for people, not just around the world, but people inside of this community, inside of Las Vegas. And, and you know, it's, it's, not, it's not lost on me inside of T-Mobile Arena with 18,000 fans back in the building to understand just how much this sport, just how much this team means to this city and how much feeling normal really does matter. Thank you for bringing that up, Stephanie. Fantastic job. Fantastic call. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, Stephanie stole all the thunder. Kudos to that <laughs> phone call. And Ryan, thank you and all your people for providing the WeVGK fanatics with a forum to express ourselves after each game. It really means a lot to me. I, I know it does to others as well. It is a missed opportunity. There's no reason to dwell on it, but if you lose to Colorado in the finals of the Campbell Cup, it's a lot different than if you lose to Montreal. It's just they were a better team, and we played well in the Colorado and Minnesota series. I did want to say to anybody who may come out to City National starting in September, that isn't very far away if you think about it, <laughs> that look for the old man with the golden retriever in the second row. That's me. I'd love to say hi to all the callers. That's fantastic, Mike. I do got to ask you really quickly, though, before we let you go, uh, just in terms of of this this season for the Golden Knights, in terms of kind of how you 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 really sit back and and figure out what where to go from here, how to go from here. Um, what did you learn about the Golden Knights this season? Well, I learned that like the Chicago Bulls in the late '80s, we're just one piece away from being sensational. If you remember the Bulls, they were so close. They'd lose to Detroit every year, and then they figured out, if we tweak this or we tweak that, I don't know what Kelly McCrimmon will do, but he, I'm sure he'll do something. He went out last year after the disappointing performances against uh, Thatcher Demko and Hudobin. He went out and he got the best defensive player available in the world. And that's wonderful, and we were all excited, and I am excited. But now it's time to go out and get the best offensive player in the whole world, if you can, because that's the puzzle piece that's missing. All right, Mike, as always, thanks for joining us here, and we'll talk to you next season. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? First of all, Brian, you guys did a great job covering the Golden Knights. Very good job. Thank and I you. just want to say that the Golden Knights did an awesome job this season. And I can't wait till next season. Go Knights, go! All right, Jason, thank you for the call. I think that that's going to be a sentiment that a lot of people are are looking toward the, tonight. You want to wait. You, you want to go on to next season. You want to turn the page as much as possible. There's going to be plenty of time over the course of the offseason to adjust and figure out what needs to change. But I think you know that there's always next year. There's, no, there's always another opportunity around the corner. And I know this one stings, but I don't believe it's the closing of the window for the Golden Knights. If we've, if we've understood anything about this organization, the quest to win is there. And if there's some way to add, some way to get better, the front office is going to look at that. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Seth. Seth, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Great show, as Thank always. You. And I apologize if I have two very quick questions. I apologize if either one of these has been covered yet. First question is the easy one. Do you think Mark Stone was hurt this series? And the second question is, you know, getting that second offensive, you know, getting one more offensive talent is clearly the priority. And as opposed to trading the farm, for like an Eichel or something. What about trading one of the goalies for Kuznetsov to get some help up the middle? You know what? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'll, I'll answer the two of them. First of all, Seth, in, in Mark Stone's media availability after the game, he was asked if he was playing through something. He emphatically said no, he was not injured. Um, as we get more information kind of in, on locker cleanout day, maybe that changes a bit. But as of right now, as of this moment, Mark Stone 
says flat out he was not injured. Uh, in terms of what do you do in the offseason, who do you look at in terms of offensive talent? Uh, Kuznetsov's an interesting name. Matthew Kachuk, to me, is an, in, is an interesting name for a couple of reasons. One, he's young. Two, he's a pain in the butt to play against, and he does a lot of work down low, in tight, around the net. And three, he's a pain in the butt to play against. Like, when you, when you talk about players that can score but are also really frustrating to play against, a guy like Matthew Kachuk kind of rings all the bells for me in terms of postseason playoff scorer. So uh, that's a name that, that I, I think would make a lot of sense. But what ends up happening in terms of the offseason, uh, that's that's up for Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee to kind of figure out and see how they can improve this team moving forward. Thank you. All right, thank you, Seth, for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, what did you learn about the Golden Knights this year? What did you learn about the Montreal Canadiens in this series? Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, the Golden Knights fall to the Montreal Canadiens 3-2 in overtime. Series win for Montreal 4-2. Canadians head to their First Stanley Cup final since 1993. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I wanted to make a couple comments uh, and then ask a question at the end. Okay. Uh, my uh, my first comment is, uh, you know, for those feeling disappointed, I gotta acknowledge that you know, in a regular format season. The Golden Knights technically are the best team in the West. So, uh, you know, so in a regular season, I think we do make it to the Stanley Cup. We do beat Colorado. We do beat Minnesota, who had, you know, kind of bragging rights over us. So I think that's a very positive thing to uh, take forward. Um, The other comments I want to make is – you know, aside from period one in game two, the Golden Knights outplayed the Canadians in game two. The Golden Knights outplayed the Canadians in game three. The Golden Knights didn't outplay the Canadians in game four, but still walked away with the victory. Mm-hmm. And in game five, you know, the Canadians outplayed us. And then tonight, it was a very, I thought, a very even game. Could have gone either way. Yeah. So I want to, I want to take, you know, I, I think all of that is pretty much a positive. On you know, basically, it was pretty even, an even series, although it didn't go seven games. Now, my one question is, what is our window for getting to the Stanley Cup, and? and getting, um, you know, the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we we traded Suzuki. Yep. We've been trading all these young players for veterans. And it, like, I think in this series, it kind of, you know, we kind of saw what it did to us. You know, Suzuki was tremendous in this series. And we're all, oh, that could have been us, you know. So I want to know what... What is our window now? The fact yeah. that we have all these veterans and we traded all this young talent and draft picks for for a Stanley Cup soon, if not now. Okay, yeah, thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, in terms of the window, it's it's never an easy thing to to guess what the window is going to look like. Right now with the Golden Knights, the way they're constructed, I think the window is open. For how many years? That's going to really depend on the produ- on, on how much you get out of younger talent, right? Like you're going to look at a guy like Peyton Krebs who got a couple of games at the NHL level, had an injury, had a setback, but 
it looked like he was gonna kind of be that next guy to to give to get an opportunity and play. So you know, it depends on Peyton Krebs, depends on you know Brendan Brisson, kind of his trajectory toward becoming an NHL player. You look at Zach Whitecloud, Nick Haig, Dylan Coglin, those younger core pieces on defense. Those are players that are just going to get better as they get older. So uh, it's no doubt that the the window is probably somewhere in the ballpark of the next three to four years. I would expect the Golden Knights to continue to be one of the upper echelon teams. And it's really going to be up to George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon how they mold this roster, what moves they make in the offseason that keep the window open for a longer period of time. But if the window's open, you've got to try to do what you can to go all in. And that's why you look at the Golden Knights and the, and the moves that they have made over the last two years has been to try to get a cup now. And it's, it's one of those things in sports. There can only be one winner. There's only going to be one champion, and every single year you've got 30 and soon-to-be 31 teams that are on the outside looking in. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Keith. Keith, how you doing? Yeah, I want to be a little different than your other callers, and that I, I, I don't follow hockey at all, but I follow sports. And I root against this local team because they remind me, like your other caller was talking about, oh, let's go get this player from that team, that player from that team. The Golden Knights are a lot like the New York Yankees and the Dodgers and the Lakers. It's like, let's go give nothing to some other team and we'll get their best player and then we'll have the highest payroll in the league and then we'll brag if they win. And for people who live in Las Vegas, just think of Bishop Gorman. If you have kids that go to other schools and then Bishop Gorman takes your best players from your schools and then they beat you and they brag about beating you, same thing. I don't root for teams that go out and buy teams. Thank you. Well, thanks for the call, Keith. Um, the, the Golden Knights aren't going to have the highest salary in the NHL because there's a salary cap, so there's that. Uh, secondarily, uh, you're comparing professional sports to high school, right? Like, that's that's not really a fair comparison to, to kind of bring into the table. And, you know, again, it, it's it's kind of a situation where it's an expansion team that, that literally became a team from selecting a player from every single team. And then every single team in the NHL is allowed to trade with other teams to try to get a better product on the ice. Uh, I'm going to take an organization all day long that's trying to deliver a championship to their fans, their city, their community. And for the Golden Knights, what they've tried to do since expansion was try to deliver an on-ice product that is better every single year. I'm not going to fault an organization for trying to win. I just don't understand that argument. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm kind of, you know, in shock, kind of. But I, I, first of all, I stop and think about poor Colorado. I mean, seriously, not that I like Colorado, but when it ends this abruptly, and believe me, you know, one second we're in overtime, the next second we're out of everything. So it's tough. But they were touted as number one in the, in the whole league. They were going to get the Stanley Cup. And we took them out in the second round. I understand how stunned they had to be because that's how I feel. Uh, second, I'd like to thank you and Darren because whether we won or lost, if we lost, you talked about the good side of what we did and what happened. If, if we won, you celebrated with us. But I'm sad it's over, and I think your idea about Brady Kachuk is good because Rebo's got to kind of pass on that mantle, and we're going to need someone to take his place. So, anyway, thank you, and your wife wrote, wrote some beautiful words and very true words on Twitter, so that was lovely, too. Thank you, Rita, for the call. We'll talk to you next season, right? All right, yeah, I know we'll talk to Rita next season. That was a fantastic call. Thank you, Rita, for that beautiful, beautiful phone call. We're back with more. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Montreal Canadiens 3-2. to 
in overtime. Arturi Lekanen, the overtime winner, sending the Canadians to the Stanley Cup final and ending the season of the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Sal, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, just wanted, before I get into my point with the game, just want to say uh, thanks for a great season. Um, these these post-game shows are great, and it really brings the, 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 the community together as far as the, the fans go, and getting different opinions and different insights on the team. So uh, great job with that uh, to start off. Thank um, you very much. You're welcome, yeah. And then as far, uh, one point about the game and one point about looking forward next season, I thought today's game was, was – really exciting to watch. I thought it was the most evenly played game of the series, and I, I wasn't necessarily disappointed in in anything that Vegas did except for, you know, not getting a power play goal, but I, I thought it was at least the most competitive game of the, of the series, and, and I, and I like the fight that they had. Um, as far as next season goes, I, I'm someone that's more in favor of continuity more than shuffled up just because you didn't win the whole thing. I like what we have. I know there's a couple unrestricted free agents. The, the more continuity, the better. And the very last thing is I, I look forward to seeing us play every team in every building at least once, and I feel like it will help the coaching staff get a better understanding when it comes to film, when it comes to breaking down teams, instead of blindly going into matchups without having that head-to-head. Um, what, do, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, Sal, I think you bring up a great point, and thank you for the call and the kind words. I, I mean, this was a strange one, right? This this whole season was very different just in terms of, of what the alignment looked like, what you were expected to do within just playing seven other teams within your division. And, you know, this was the first time that the Golden Knights had to play an opponent that they weren't completely familiar with. And, you know, I think there's there's something to be said about, you know, trying to get everything done on tape, trying to pre-scout without having that first-hand knowledge of playing that team or understanding that team and how they play. It's not an excuse. It's just a unique circumstance of this season. But at the same time, you've got to give the Montreal Canadiens credit. They were going into this series in the same way, and they found a way to dial up a game plan that frustrated the Golden Knights. It did not allow Vegas to really get to their game. I do agree with your assessment. This was probably the most back-and-forth, evenly-matched game of the series. Um, And, you know, I wonder if it's just Vegas kind of making their adjustments in this game and running out of real estate, running out of time. It's it's one mistake. And and if you you get to a point in a series where you're facing elimination, you're always one mistake away from getting eliminated. And I think that's the biggest learning point for the Golden Knights out of this series. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Lou. Lou, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing good. Hey, I just wanted to echo... What Sal said, and, and thank you for a great show. With, uh, you know the extended uh, shows there, the post-game shows, the pre-game shows, uh, the insider show. You do a great job, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, I, I think something that Gary said, Gary Lawless said uh, in, in post-game on the radio this evening, where he talked about an elite score. And you know, the more I thought about that, the more I thought, you know. I'm not necessarily saying go after Jack Eichel, yeah. but I started looking at the top six, and I thought to myself, who really strikes fear in another team's uh, defense? And there, there's some darn good players, but I don't think there's that guy. I think Alex Tuck is going to be that guy, but I think he's probably still a season or two away from being that guy. Um, and his improvement, I know yeah, I've talked a season or two ago, and, and you kind of got on me about calling him the China doll with all of his injuries <laughs> and stuff, and man, he is just, he, I, in the last two years, he's grown from being a, a good kid to a man, and I think he's still going to improve more and more. The other thing, I hope the heck they figure out a way to find Martinez. Yeah, you know, Lou, I, I'm right there with you on Alec Martinez. If there's a big moment, if there's a key moment, he's going to be the guy that, that gets in there. And then in terms of Alex Tuck, I, I think that what you saw this year with him 
and the and the layer that he added to his game was more physicality. He's a big, big body, and when he starts to play within that knowledge that he can go out and hit somebody to take the puck from them, I think he's going to be an absolute stud, but he's also got to get an opportunity on the top six. He's going to have to get an elevated role at some point. How do you accommodate that? How do you make that happen? That's going to be, again, an off-season decision as to whether or not you think he's ready to make that jump and how committed to that jump are you going to be come next season. That's going to do it for our segment here. We're going to be back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Montreal Canadiens 3-2 in overtime. Season ended for Vegas. The Montreal Canadiens move on to the Stanley Cup final, their first since 1993. And in a very unique, very strange season in which we started in empty buildings and found a way to 18,000-plus screaming fans inside T-Mobile Arena. This has been one that I'm going to remember for a very, very long time. And I understand that right now emotions are raw. I understand the result isn't necessarily what you were hoping for, what you were expecting, what you were looking for. But I guarantee that in terms of this front office, the the only focus is on finding a way to find six more wins. For the Golden Knights, that's what it boils down to. That's what it becomes about in the offseason for Vegas. What do you do? How do you find six more wins? And it's how do you find six more wins for this fan base, this community, this city? I cannot thank you guys enough for the interaction and the fun times that we had all through this long season. You truly make coming to work fun, enjoyable, and a real highlight of my day. I also got to say thanks to my wife for kind of wrangling the two kids while I'm out watching hockey games as my profession. It's ridiculous. I'm lucky, and it is not lost on me. I know it's been a tough year for a lot of people, but we're, we're really moving in the right direction, and I promise you sports are always going to be here to make you feel better. And if it doesn't feel good right now, that's because you care, and caring is incredibly, incredibly important. Thanks to Jeff Rubino. He's been with me all season long, does a fantastic job from an engineering standpoint at making me sound really, really good. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. I'm sure there were plenty of times where he might have wanted to kick me off, but he didn't do it, and I applaud him for that. Thanks to Dan Duva. Thanks to Gary Lawless, Sage Sammons, Eric Tosi, Darren Millard, literally every single person, Stormy Tony, Mike McKenna, anyone that joined me, Shane Knighty, Dave Gosher, all of you made this production what it was this season, a labor of love and one that we absolutely love to bring to you every single night. And above everything else, thank you to all of our listeners and all of our callers. You have made this one one of the most memorable seasons of my career, and I cannot wait to get back here next year with you all on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.